Welcome back to the No Nonsense Anti-Racism Podcast. Today we're going to talk about black voting rights. The power and privilege to vote is something many of us take for granted. Voting for people who are meant to represent your interests is an important part of any democracy, but honestly, did you vote in the last federal, provincial, or municipal elections? Do you know who your member of parliament is? If the answer is no to either of these questions, don't feel bad you're probably in the majority. I've been cynical about politics in the past too, but this episode is a good reminder that voting is a right that should not be underestimated. Canadian voting rights have a complicated and difficult timeline. White men have almost always been allowed to vote in this country, while women and people of color have had to fight for this same right. Now, when talking about these groups, there are obviously some exceptions based on class, citizenship, and race. I recognize that when talking about voting rights, there is context to the lack of voting rights for many people of color, but it's Black History Month, so I'm going to focus on the Black vote. During enslavement, from 1600 to 1834, Black people couldn't vote at all. They were considered property, not people, and property didn't have the right to vote in an election, Not that they would have seen people like them running in any campaigns, or that politicians would be really representing their interests. Once emancipated, black people, on paper, were entitled to the rights, freedoms, and privileges enjoyed by all other British subjects in British North America. But in reality, because of racial discrimination, they were stopped from exercising this right. They had to meet a few criteria to be able to vote, such as owning property or having a taxable net worth. And this meant that poor minority communities were often unable to vote, despite being citizens and paying taxes. When black and racialized people did meet the requirements, they were often stopped from voting using intimidation and physical violence. They'd be refused entry to polling stations, and cities would write up their own bylaws to prevent black people from being able to vote. Now, this didn't mean that black communities didn't try to exercise their right to vote. In 1848, black men in Colchester, Canada West, attended the election of parish and township officers. Black residents at that time accounted for a third of the town's population, but the white men in attendance physically blocked them from entering the building. Black people in Colchester sought legal interventions from a local judge who ordered that their rights be restored. So this one has a happy ending. And the chairman of that town was prosecuted and received a very heavy fine for this violation of their rights. Black communities knew the power their votes had and tried to ensure that their voices and concerns were heard by all political parties and in all municipalities across Canada. Now we're also talking about men because black women were disenfranchised for a little bit longer than the men. Black women were heavily involved, though, in the suffrage movement, fighting for equal rights for themselves, and this extended to the right to vote. You'll remember Mary Ann Shedd Carey, uh, the first female and black publisher in all of North America. She wrote and advocated extensively in her paper to inform black women of the issues that they were facing, especially when it came to the suffrage movement. Married and single women were able to vote for school trustees and in municipal elections, beginning in 1850 all the way to 1900, but they were not allowed to vote in provincial or federal elections. Most women didn't get suffrage at the federal level until 1918, 
and at the provincial level from 1916 to 1940. Although I'm happy to report on the successes of the Black community to fight for the right to vote, we cannot forget that other groups were still fighting for this right across the country from the 1940s onward. It was finally in 1982 that the Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedom embedded into the Constitution the right of all Canadian citizens to vote. Publications, community organizations, and religious institutions were integral platforms to activating the Black community on social and economic issues. The power to vote represents the power to hold politicians accountable for how they treat and act towards your community. And for a long time, Black people could not use this approach to improve their lives. They knew the power that voting had, and they fought fiercely to ensure that they, their children, their neighbors, and their community could practice this integral right of voting. Thanks for joining. We'll see you tomorrow.